0: It is the Chicago Verse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders hosted by
1: Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcasts recording live at Moxie Hotel in River North. We are continuing our series here tonight, uh, talking to a couple of great talents from Chicago, and we're keeping that going tonight with Rach, aka Rachel Jackson. Hey, How hey. are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm so excited. I just lost in Jenga, so I'm a little bummed, but I, it's I okay. heard
1: that. I heard that from in the booth. I they heard set the whole thing.
0: Up. Slime yeah. set me up he did you dirty. That's crazy. I thought like I thought we had more as a friend, but (laughs) friends would be... It's the closest ones to you. That's what they say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always... yeah. That's amazing. So, you are somebody who I've been seeing your work online. I've been seeing what you've been doing. Uh, You do work as a playwright. You're a poet. You... um, you just curated a room with Refinery29, which we're going to talk about, but but bring us into for anyone who doesn't know, everything you do, because you're very multifaceted.
0: Cool. My name is Rachel, or Rach Jackson. I am an educator, playwright, poet, um, I am also a voice actor, and that's going to become more public in about two months so that's exciting really yes um (laughs) uh, that's the newest thing i'm doing i think that as a freelancer now so i recently uh, i taught for five years in the chicago public school system so in the fall i'm gonna take off a year to see what i can do with this art so i think like as a new freelancer too i'm out here trying to just really extend and like really making sure I'm enhancing what I'm good at and making sure I'm eating.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's all important. I, I mean, the freelance hustle is... It's hard. It's amazing, and yeah, when it no, works, it's, right. it's very rewarding. And then when it's slow or in, you're in the waiting period or whatever, it's, man, it's, it's, it's a test.
0: It's scary because... Um, it's not. It's completely new, but I was, like, part-time doing it. But I will say, in my fifth year of teaching, I was struggling balancing both. Right. And, you know, kids are humans, right? So, like, I'm not in the business of just, like, I don't know, orchestrating, like, something that's not human. But right. you have to make sure that you're present for them. And so I think that this year off is going to really... <laughs> I don't know, freelancing is already scary, but to actually be like, this is what I'm doing for a year, it's some new nerves coming out I'm not even going to stunt.
1: But that's usually something that's good when you kind of are nervous about something you're like, let's see what this is. That's kind of usually like you're in the right frame of mind because you're pushing yourself out of your boundaries, et cetera, blah, 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 right? Right, right, yeah. But that's exciting. Thank you. So you mentioned the voice work, and you said that's going to become clear... In the near future, is that something we can ask about, or
0: Um, I can give a gray area. Sure, Um, give us a vague answer. um, I, I've been like uh, voicing some characters in some like shows and games. Okay, so that's been exciting. I just that's as far as I can go. Right, but um, it's exciting because when we talk about like Refinery Twenty Nine, like that's my voice too. Yeah, so it's exciting to hear my voice. So like that's another push of like oh no, that's like also me. And um I'm a big fan. I I watched the Boondocks and really, really studying Regina boondocks
1: King. Boondocks was Yeah, man, that show was just like it was so good. And it
0: was voiced by Regina King and like I watched the video where she like Pushed it like she did, like Riley on one side of her and face, then Huey, and Huey and on the other, the other yeah. side. Yeah. So, um, God, just,
1: I miss that show. Can you imagine if the Boondocks <laughs> was on right now? Right
0: now, no, it'd no, be, it would explode. It'd be
1: fucking crazy. <laughs> it
0: would be fucking crazy, and no one would know what to do. The writers <laughs> yeah. would pause and look at each other. Like, I mean, we, I guess, we don't have to twist it or it right, means right. It or anything. We're just gonna say what happened because we're living a Boondocks episode right now.
1: Well, that's what the writers from South Park have said the last year or two. They're just like how do you top that? Yeah. Like, how do you top reality yeah. anymore? Because South Park used to be, like, the most ridiculous thing, and now yes. life has made South Park look like this adorable, quaint little whatever, you and know? Then, and
0: then it's a challenge for the writers to even, right. like, push it. Like, what, yeah. where do we go from here? What, what are we going to do?
1: Exactly. So, but you know what? Voice work, as much as anything, I don't know if everyone realizes that that that's a skill. Yes. That is a talent. Because I think people might think, well, I talk every day, and it's like we all talk every day, but... We all drive every day, too. It doesn't mean we can all go be, like, truckers and drive yes, yep. cross-country. It's like, so so let's do this, because we usually start with this question, and I feel like we're, we're jumping ahead.
0: Sorry. I'm no, 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 no. I love it. I love it. I love, love to it. talk.
1: <laughs> so let's start here at the beginning. This is usually what we always kind of open the podcast with. How did you get your start as a creative individual in whatever capacity you want to... Focus on, but when did that journey kind of begin for you and how?
0: It started when I was um, uh, a smelly middle schooler,
1: mm-hmm. uh, as I would imagine all middle schoolers <laughs> uh, are. Sixth grade,
0: yeah. um, I was writing like hella angry poems, was like <laughs> just had some other shit happening personally. And my sixth grade language arts teacher took part of her lesson time to let me read my poems. And it was just, like, next level, right? You know, um, my mom is also a poet, so she'd read poems for the church. She'd perform for the church. She'd do sign language for the church. Beautiful woman. Love her. Right. Um, but I was still, like, internalizing a lot of things. And Miss O'Connor, I will never forget her name either, just took time in her lesson to let me be a creative during her lesson. And I think that that um, pushed me also to be an educator, right? So I taught uh, third grade for four years, mm-hmm. fourth grade for f- for one year and I think that that having an educator in a I don't know like middle school is such a, a time full of insecurities oh, so yeah. to have an adult say hey not only do I value your work you're gonna read the rest of your work to a classroom I think that's when I initially first became a create, creative or yeah. a creator or, or whatever you call whatever the fuck I'm doing now
1: um, <laughs> and you are a creative you're a professional creative <laughs> that's true
0: that's true I just I just um I, you know, you flip-flop out of, like, what am I doing with my life still? But I do think that I I do say, when I was 12 was my first time that I was like, oh, I love doing this. I can, yeah. I, I love the attention. I love being on stage. It's like, this is amazing. And I was like, pre-pubesantine.
1: No, but so, like, that's kind of, I feel like, when your identity starts to come mm-hmm. together. Like, I remember being, like, 13 and being like, I want to be on the radio. And then by, like, 15, I had a radio internship. And now I'm 35, and I am... 20 years later, I'm still doing broadcast work. You know what I mean? So I feel like your middle school identity, like that's where I think uh, for at least some individuals, they start to kind of get that idea. Like, I of want to make movies. I kind of want to like, what if I could be a photographer? You know, like, I feel like that's when that
0: voice starts.
1: Yeah. So how do you go from that to, you know, as an adult, starting to actually like activate these things? Like, when did this start to become real for you? Where like, you know, you're putting yourself out there and starting to get, you know, traction on that.
0: You know, from 12 years old, like, to high school, I was a youth poet, and I, like, also worked with Louder Than a Bomb, so that's that's something that pushed me, and, like, yep, YCA, I was a YCA kid, and um, YCA was kind of like, you write in a lot of mediums, get in there, so right. that was cool. I, I like, worked at a theater for a while. I did a couple of work with the the Neo-Futurist Theater, and I I had Oh, my God,
1: man. You're, like, hitting everything, because, I mean, like, I feel like so many people I talk to on this podcast now, I'm like, so how'd you get your start? And they're like, well, you know, Louder Than a Bomb, Young Chicago Authors, and, like, right on, but Neo-Futurist, that's cool, too. Yeah, I did
0: some work with Victory Gardens as well, so, like, theater has also always interested me. Like, I feel like I appreciate it being, you know, like, having poetry in my life, but I feel like playwriting was an avenue that I knew that I was going to do. Like right. I knew that was for me as well. So like being able to like act like pfft, sorry, to put myself on blast, but I am not the best actress. A lot of people think like, oh like, you know, you're so expressive. I play the same character. I always play myself. Uh, <laughs> I can't even cry on cue. So <laughs> um, I okay. like to write. <laughs> yeah so i'm the I like to I want to be the strings I don't want to be necessarily in front of the camera. I want to be the person that is like making the story happen
1: yeah, and that's incredible and it sounds like you have been able to because you've done you've written plays right yes, you had a yes. play that per, uh, opened this summer
0: yes um so through <laughs> I wrote I wrote part of a chunk of um, Walking Alice in Wonderland tours for Neo okay. Futurists so it was me and it was a, um, a couple other talented poets and we wrote a chapter in in this like walking tour that um, Neo Futurists do they like tour the whole story of Alice in Wonderland. And wow. from there, they connected me to the One Minute Play Festival. And mm-hmm. so it's it's interesting because, like, a lot of people, uh, and sorry to go on a tangent, it. it's just interesting, a lot of people talk to me about, like, what do you do? Like, it's not this much money. Or, like, I don't know, like, it's a it's a decent amount of money, but I don't know these people at all. And it's like, right. take the risk. Like, sure. you know, one thing connected fulfilling. me to a reoccurring festival. So the reason I've been in that festival, uh, One Minute Play Festival for, like, 3 years now is because of the first connection that I had with a neo futurist right and and that was a job I I showed up on time and I was there
1: all day <laughs> you yeah. know there're the
0: things that like a lot of people don't realize
1: <laughs> so No I mean creative work is still work Yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah and not a lot of people think like I've had a lot of people who have approached me over the years been like I want to be part of this podcast and they're like so do we get to go to Lollapalooza? I'm like, I oh maybe. My God. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> what? It's, Yeah, like that's usually the first thing they ask and then like a week later they're like, Ah, oh, never mind, I don't want to be involved. You know, that's like so they're like they think the internship is just like so do we just hang out with Chance the Rapper all day? I'm like, oh. nope. That's like maybe every couple years like zero 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 point one percent you right, know like yeah right like most of this is just like email so just like any creative work
0: yeah exactly i follow um Roxane gay on twitter mm-hmm. and like just a fan of her work um and she said she was like you don't need to like write every day you don't need to create every day but what you do need is imagination and work ethic and i thought that that was so crazy like imagination and work ethic got her where she was at like if you're being bland then you're not going to get it but 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 if you don't want to work, if you don't want to put in any work, then you're not going to get anywhere anyway. It
1: it is amazing to me how how often I mean, 100 billion percent. I agree. How often I see people who are like, yeah, yeah, I want to do this thing. And I'm you know, it's like, okay, well, go start doing that thing. I'm not Mm -hmm, remotely mm -hmm. saying it's easy. I'm not saying it'll happen overnight. I'm not saying that you won't get basically kicked in the face 13 times. But it's like you go do it anyway. Yes. And everybody who's great, and again, I'm not saying anything most of us don't know, Oprah, like Michael Jordan, blah, blah, blah. Right. Everyone who's great kind of got their face kicked in a bunch. A bunch. Like, <laughs> people were not, like, I don't know Michael Jordan's story, but I don't imagine when he was, like, 13, people were like, you, you're great, and everything's going to be easy. Like, that's not how shit works. No, and a lot of not. people don't recognize that, like, unfortunately for everything, like, okay, a buddy of mine is a DJ, he's in a group called Autograph, and he's performing this weekend at Lollapalooza. I have known this guy for like 12 years and I've seen how well, hard he has worked. Yeah,
0: is that, absolutely.
1: And his Instagram is like killer. His Instagram is one of those that, that would make you so jealous if you didn't know him because it's like they tour the world and they it's like stay in these amazing properties. and have Instagram,
0: like Instagram so I'm already excited to search him later. Oh my God, look up, <laughs> look up
1: autograph with an F at the end but it's like their, their life is this amazing travel party where they're just always at pool parties and DJing but it's like on the back end I have seen firsthand how hard he mm-hmm. worked. And his and his, his partners in that have, I'm sure, done their, their you know, due diligence and in, in all that as well, you know. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is, like, it's a lot of fucking work to get anywhere worthwhile. And everybody 100%. just sees the end result on Instagram and they think, oh, my God, how easy is this? And it's like, no, dude. Anybody who's, like, doing shit and has longevity... They had to like work so fucking hard to get there,
0: and 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 I it's crazy because I just tweeted about that shit yesterday. I was like, one public victory. Do you know how many failures have come in between one public victory? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because even in the poetry world, right? Like, I submit to something. I try to get a fellowship or something. I try to get some grant and I get rejected. Right. And like a couple of my poet friends who also were getting rejection rejection letters was like, let's share that shit because it's a lot of new people submitting their work and they think no one has failed. And so like even that is encouraging like you get a rejection and you're like the world is ending but you're like I, I'm putting myself out there you know if I didn't try it I would also be rejected so you
1: know I, I have to remind myself sometimes that even Kanye West tried to break into the fashion world and no one wanted him in yep. fact yes. Kanye West no tried to break one, into, into the rapping world and no one wanted him as a yeah. rapper originally when he was a producer mm-hmm. so it's like even someone at Kanye West level, cause I think people also think you kind of have enough money and you have enough clout that it's at a certain point, people just say yes to anything. Right. And like, I guess maybe if you're Steven Spielberg or Bill Murray, but like short of that, it's like even Kanye, you know, had to like, Absolutely. Kanye hit ceilings. So if Kanye hit people say, say no to him, we're sure as shit, at least me, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have fine. people. And yeah. It, yeah.
0: And, and it'll be fine. I think that like, It's not, you know, I won't act like I'm like, oh, whatever. I got rejected and shake it off immediately. You know, it's a lot of, it's a a couple of tears in MasterChef episodes. Right. But it it is a human thing that happens. You know, I want, I I don't know. I just like want to continue to work and want to continue to grow. So it's always interesting when um, you are rejected. You're like, what? I've right done this and this and they you know
1: don't you know bring it harder
0: next time is what essentially what the rejection letter says and I need that push
1: yeah and that that makes everybody better
0: exactly yeah
1: so um you know you do a lot of different things like we talked about like the playwright work the poetry work the the teaching all these things the voiceover do you enjoy being multifaceted because I I feel like some people really thrive when they're like this is the one thing I do and this is the only thing I can focus on. Other people, I think, are at their best when they kind of have a couple things on the stove. Is that your best version?
0: Yes, yes. I think I... I'm a Gemini. Okay. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: So, you know, the stereotype is that I have to have my hands in a couple of pots, you know, the two sides of me and all that shit. But, like, I think that when I was, um, you know, when I was only doing poetry, I was excited and I was focused, but I was also like, what else? You know what I mean? Like, I can do what else. And so it was even harder because the whole time I was like like working forty five, fifty hours a week as a CPS teacher.
1: Yeah. So it's which is in and of itself, I would imagine <laughs> yeah. exhausting, it mentally, was, physically. I'm,
0: I, you emotionally. know, emotionally. A lot of people, and this is a, you know, a side tangent, but a lot of people have been like, oh, like you're not teaching in the fall. Like we're so excited for you. Like I know your art's gonna take off now, but like all honesty, it was just hard mentally as well. To like, I love my kids,
1: but right. I'm like yeah, literally yeah.
0: giving a t- portion of my life to my to my job, you know, and still giving up my art. Right. So sorry. So
1: No, no, this be- <laughs> is all this is all great stuff.
0: Um I'm trying to backtrack to the other question and I'm blanking right now. We were talking Just about, about oh, how
1: you're thriving by doing multiple y- yes, um, great adventures.
0: So so yes, yeah, so teaching was a, a you know my my teaching was my art at one point. I was lesson planning, I was doing all that, but I sure. think that the more I started to love other things other than teaching, I think I thrive with multiple things on the stove that I care about. Right. I think that if I'm just stuffing my face with things, I'd struggle. And I think that things that I care about that I love, that I'm rooted in, I thrive more than one thing. Like, if I was... When I... You know, a lot of people don't know this, but my first and second year teaching, I was not doing anything else. Right. I'm going to invest everything in this. Like, I, you know, I have to, like, I have to teach for five years for my scholarship. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I was so unhappy, you know? So, like, I think that me having a lot a lot of things on the pot is, or on the stove is me believing in myself over and over again. Being multifaceted is believing in yourself over and over again in a lot of ways that you're like yup, I can do this and this. And well, just and you're less reliant on
1: other people. If Absolutely. you can do it, all the different parts of it. And I don't know, if you're anything like me, you know, because I, a lot of times I have a couple different things going on. And I think as we're heading towards this gig economy, freelance world in yes, general, I everybody's going to be, everybody's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. But like, at least in my end, there's a lot of instances where when I got stuck in one thing, I go work on something else and it really like opens my mind up in a different way and then when I come back to the original thing I was stuck on yes I have a totally fresh perspective on it you that's know yes yeah so anyway so I think that's really remarkable when I was looking at your website and I was looking at your one sheet I was just like wow man like you do a lot you oh, know thank you <laughs> yeah so one of the big things that you've had going on I think it's just right now ending you were part of the Refinery 29 29 Rooms project so for anyone who didn't make it out Bring us into what that is, what it means, all these things.
0: Um, Refinery29 uh, does this thing. They put it on, and it's like usually in New York, it's called 29 Rooms. And it's basically 29 groups of artists uh, get together and they create a space, they create an area, they create a room. And it's very, like, ba- fin- feminism-based, mm-hmm. very feminism-based, very inclusive work that they want to um just challenge a lot of thinking. So 29 Rooms in Chicago was just a collection of a lot of rooms that were, like, cool to, like, also take pictures in, but there was a lot of reflective work. Like, um, uh, Shani Crow, I'm hoping I say her, her name right, because it also might, might be Shani. Uh, Shani Crow also did this whole, um, I forget the number of her, of her room, but she had a shrine, right? Where mm-hmm. in, the, in the second half was a shrine, and, the, and then the top part was, like, um, an altar of sorts and it was beautiful. And I think that it was called um rest in power, rest in peace, rest in power, right? And so it's two victims of gun violence is too like black and brown people and i thought that that was powerful as well
1: sounds very powerful so i
0: think that like sometimes people are like oh 29 rooms like i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna take hella pictures that shit is gonna be fucking awesome it's gonna it's just be this instagram, instagram. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so like you know i went with like a couple of homies um the night before it opened to the public and i was astounded right and so like there's also another room in which you can walk in and write your representatives in your state to be like, yo, like, there's a lot of crazy fucked up shit happening. Um, so I think that 29 Rooms just, it's just this, like, <laughs> a melting pot. Oh, God, not melting pot. A mixture, I'll say. Right. A mixture of um, people who have created, who are creators, and who are still sending a message. I think that each room sent a message that I was so so excited to just be a part of like I was just like the night before I was, you know the night before it opened to the public a lot of people, a lot of the creators, a lot of the content people, the people on staff had this party and we drank and we like walked around rooms and all me and my boyfriend were doing were like freaking out right like you know Kimberly Lee walked by me and like nodded and I like caught that nod and I swallowed that bitch you know what I mean like, right. I'm like yeah. I'm keeping this here you know so I think that um, yeah 29 Rooms is just very cool on a lot of Aspects. I think that 29 Rooms also, like, really uh, makes a fucking statement about humanity um, and how it's not just one thing. Like, there's no. not just 29 things either, but there's also just these layers of whatever your fuck you're trying to say. Like, you could write a message or you can create a fucking room and right. send that message. So that's why another reason why I was like, for Friday, why and 29 did their damn thing.
1: Well, and so it sounds like an incredible concept. How did you first get involved? How did that connection happen?
0: Um, They uh, hit me up. They emailed me. And so, you you know, this is the opportunity to say rachjackson at gmail.com. Yeah. (laughs) um, They emailed me for a call, and then we talked business, and um, they let me know, like, the process. So essentially, um, I created the poem, and the video was based off my poem. Um, The skyscrapers from the designer were already being constructed but I don't think they knew exactly where or they knew exactly where. But um, the video so it was three parts the mirror skyscrapers, the video, and then my voice slash poem. And so like two out of the three like I kinda helped with, but I was I didn't even know what the room looked like until I walked in. Right. So that was even cool. I got a Instagram notification from Sierra McKissick who works with AMFM.
1: a friend uh, of this podcast and she's remarkably talented. Oh, she's the best. And, no, and she's, she's the so best. Like, like
0: I don't want to go off on, on how much I think she's the best, but Sierra and- and she
1: just gets so much done.
0: Oh, absolutely, she's tireless. Yeah, so absolutely. Sierra
1: Mckissick, huge ups, De- yeah. definitely
0: love her. AM, maga- uh, AM, Amfm magazine, Amfm gallery. I'm gonna say Amfm magazine because there's also a magazine sure. in there. Um, but sh- uh, through the press release, she sent me it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that is tonight. So like me, I just got an assistant. I'm still like making sure like I can create so many things, but Lord knows I can't create my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you know, I like was like oh and I texted a lady like oh man I definitely have to you know be there and I made sure she was like yeah obviously you made a room like you're sure. invited tonight like what's wrong with you you didn't have it in your calendar so we went and that's how I found out and I saw my room and I was able to see the trifecta of the my the three things like my my words and my voice the video and the skyscrapers were so beautiful that I you know I, 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 I'm a thug but I teared up a little bit it was Yo, it was
1: beautiful you know what I'm saying it was really that's beautiful. real so, that's real yeah. yeah that's incredible though so Do you feel like that was one of your larger public uh, let's say highlights or victories or whatever you know like the kind of thing that you would put on Instagram and then people were like oh my god she's killing it.
0: Absolutely like yeah. that was so cool like I was putting that shit on my Instagram and then I, people were also tagging me in that shit on Instagram so right. I definitely was like refinery 29 29 rooms hashtag you know <laughs> Twenty Nine sure. Chicago like I was definitely pushing that bitch like it was like a couple of other things and I think that 29 rooms also highlights my poetry because I wrote that piece you know I edited that piece I toiled over the piece and then I Recorded it, you know. But I also think it highlights my voiceover because I was, or like my voice acting work that I'm like really pushing as well because that's my voice playing, that's my emotions playing, that's where I wrote in. So I think that Twenty Nine Rooms was able to like knock out two of the things that I really want to continue doing for the sure. rest of my life.
1: Well, and now you have this incredible portfolio piece that's that you a good can point. show forever. Yeah, I made
0: a press kit the other day. Yeah, and that was cool. So, well, like I said, your
1: one sheet, or maybe that's what you're referring to, but like the 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 kind of like overview of your work on your website looks really really good.
0: Thank you. No, I just recently made a tab, so I like do the do all the shit right. Like, I make my website, I made my press kit, um, and so like I actually have like a little four page thing that I like modeled off a couple of people's press kits because you know don't reinvent the wheel. See what they did. That's, that's how we did, <laughs> how did it, they man. They pitch themselves, you know. You can pitch yourself. So
1: yeah, I, we put together a one sheet uh, about this podcast and. Definitely, like when I was emailing my graphic designer, I was like, "All right, here's a couple of large brands and how they did it. We're not going to copy them, but like, definitely here's a roadmap. Do you not know,
0: reinvent the wheel is like right. the teacher's main thing. The teachers would definitely tell you, like, no, there's a lesson plan. Just tweak. It. Just yeah, t- just don't make it, it harder than it needs to be.
1: Exactly. Um, that's amazing. Uh, what else is on deck for you coming up in 2018 or even beyond? Like, what can you preview?
0: Um, I. I have a book coming out. Um, I'm working on my manuscript. Um, wow. Can't exactly say the publisher. Um, but I am excited to... Um, I've been really just revisiting a lot of a lot of things I've been working on. And I'm really nervous because it's my debut poetry collection. Yeah, and that's I'm right. And I'm like, what am I going to write about? But also, like, what am I not going to write about? Like, so that has been interesting. Um I'm excited for the actual... There's an app coming out that I'm voicing.
1: That's really cool. So
0: it's just a lot of non-disclosures that I'm like... Right. You're tottering on saying, but um, I'm excited. I think that the main thing I'm excited about is uh, just fully investing in myself. I think that I am giving myself 100%, and I think that's really important. So you know this time next year who knows where i'll be but i will even if i go back to teaching honestly even if i go back to teaching cuz of money or whatever right. i'll know that i gave myself a chance well, so that's and like, like the like, last thing
1: even if you teach again doesn't mean that you can't like your schedule can change beyond Absolutely. that and yeah. like yeah 100%
0: I right. get nervous about that. I have to tell myself and remind myself like you're not a failure if this happens. Like as you're long as, I you're think, think as long as you're
1: making or planning on making or taking the time for yourself, like I don't think you're failing until you're just like, I give up and I'm garbage and I'll never do this again. Which is right. not saying that no, you're that's gonna do good that. Point. No, that's the like, point
0: though. You mm-hmm. know,
1: it's important to take time for yourself, it's important to switch things up, it's important to try new things. And I'm saying this as somebody who myself, it's like I, I try to keep that in mind too because just like everyone right now, it's like turning this podcast around. Just like everyone who's doing photos and videos and everything else, it's like it's a it's a job. It's a job. You know, and you need to creating invest in it a and job. You need to
0: care, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, this is not like if you're like I'm gonna get on during this. You new, then you don't care, and it's visible that you don't care. So right. like, I appreciate you because I can tell if you absolutely know and you're invested and rooted in this bitch, like or shit <laughs> or yeah. No, so it's much.
1: it's true, man. I've been doing this podcast for 13 years. It's a mm-hmm.
0: it's
1: a long fucking time. But People at, were using sidekicks yeah. when I started this. Not a sidekick.
0: <laughs> My mama had a sidekick, and she, like, pulled out oh, the they were the coolest to, thing. to stunt.
1: <laughs> they were the co- I will never, ever forget being at a concert. Legitimately, I see this so clear in my mind's eye. Being at a concert at the House of Blues, it was, like, the Blood Brothers or somebody. And, like, a, a kid I knew, like, you know, like, early 20s or whatever. Right. He takes out a sidekick, and he got on the internet. And I'm not kidding you. I remember this thought so clearly. I remember thinking... If you could get on the internet during a concert, it's fucking over.
0: Let it go. Let it go. Like, You're in the, a concert,
1: right? Just the idea of like you got online on your phone. While you're out somewhere, <laughs> and then like, and now look where we are. But it's just like, no, remember when I that was like, love
0: Twitter, man. Like, oh my God, shout it out is Twitter. What it is. And you're
1: really good on Twitter. Oh,
0: thank you, thank, thank you. You know, a lot of people don't get my references. I, you know, never mind. I was going to talk <laughs> about a tweet that didn't go up today, but you know,
1: you're it's like, just, it's, it's it's too cool. sophisticated for the masses. I
0: will let it go. I sure. don't think it's appropriate for the masses. That's why I stuff myself.
1: Um, this is amazing, though. Uh, how can people find your work? What's your website?
0: Um, so my name is Rachel Jackson, R-A-C-H-E-L, but you can find me on everything, R-A-Y-C-H, Jackson.com, um, Rach Jackson, so on the side to the right. I made this website, so I know. Uh, it's every fucking single social media that I have that I use, including a donate button at the bottom. Yeah. Um, and Rach Jackson at Gmail, Rach Jackson at Facebook, Rach Jackson at Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr. You got um, that for branding. For my weirdos out there, you know, yeah. because I fucking fucking love tumblr and tumblr doesn't get a lot of love um i'm just the same everywhere uh if you put in r-a-c-h-e-l rachel jackson um andrew jackson's wife pops up so make sure
1: <laughs> make so sure look up you Rach.
0: put r-a-y-c-h jackson anything and then i will appear and you know follow me and all of that and it's it's interesting too because the retweet versus the like button retweet me yo <laughs> so. yeah for real for real retweet me <laughs>
1: makes a difference yeah definitely does um, Thank this, you for
0: having me. This is so fun. I'm sorry if I talk too much. No, this is so great.
1: Oh my god, you're on a podcast. You don't apologize for talking that had to on a be podcast.
0: You nope. Know, you got me. You're right. You're right. Yeah.
1: Well, and I have to shout out my producer Natalie, who's out here. She is the one because again, I've been seeing your work, but when when this particular project tonight that we're doing came up, it was kind of last minute. And I texted Natalie and I was like, Natalie, I got a couple ideas in mind. Who else do you think that I might have missed that we should get on this podcast? And you were the first person she recommended. That's dope. That's and then so you responded cool. so quickly and I was like, oh, in thank all caps. God. And
0: I said, you absolutely. You literally said, absolutely, <laughs> all caps.
1: And I will tell you, as somebody who has booked a lot of these interviews, when I get that response, I'm like, oh, thank God you made it easy. <laughs> thank you so much for making that it easy. fucking
0: popped this shit out. Hell yeah. Yes. And then I saw you announced me and Slime, who I've known for almost a decade. And I yeah. was like, hell yeah, me and Zach. Oh, I mean, Slime. You right. Not gonna like say no good midnames here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, this, I was very excited with the way that this lineup came together. So here's the thing about Dynasty Podcast, you know, because we're so Chicago-centric, we like bringing people back. So as you have new New projects going on. Please come back, update us, let us know how things that would are be going. So cool, I, <laughs> I would, would love that.
0: Love to come back. Like I'm having a lot of fun, and this setup is extremely what my i You know, the older I get, the more introverted I get, and I think the setup is perfect for my fake introverted ass. Right.
1: So. Yeah, we're in a booth in a lobby. There's a lot of people around, but we're still isolated.
0: We're still isolated. It's perfect. That's what I need right now.
1: I love it. Uh, Rach Jackson, aka Rachel Jackson. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming thank out and being you again. part of
0: this. All right. Awesome. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.